What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Verde here. In this episode, we're going to talk about multi-channel marketing. You got to be able to capitalize on all of these different platforms in order to get in front of your potential customers and build the dialogue. So if you're wondering how do we capitalize on all these different platforms, this is going to be a great episode for you. Our guest who joins us today is the co-founder and CEO of Wonder a performance marketing engine that allows digital businesses to deliver one-to-one messages at scale. He's had a lot of years of experience in e-commerce leading up to his role now as the founder of Wonderkind. Just a brief little background, former director of acquisitions at Bonobos, and prior to that, head of e-commerce at Brick House Security. Our guest who joins us in this episode is none other than Ryan Urban. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, welcome. Hey, guys. Hey, audience. This is going to be a fun one. Buckle up. Ryan, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And when it comes to multi-channel marketing, there's so many different platforms you can capitalize on. How are we able to develop these audiences on multiple platforms without getting overwhelmed in the process? Well, I mean, you could call it multi-channel marketing. It's, it's just marketing and our, our marketer's job whether you're the, the CEO of your company or you're, you're head of marketing or CMO, is you want to do everything that, that works. Like, and you want to do everything that works with scale. So, um, and the, the irony is early, and a lot of people here earlier in, in their earlier stage, um, actually recommend uh, having very little on marketing diversity in early stages. You figure out the, the channels that, that really work very well. There's channels that always work, which is like your own, there's own channels and rented channels. So owned channels are like your email program and maybe a text program and your website itself, right? So your website itself, you want to make sure you got the right landing pages, work on that. Uh, a lot of times with people's websites, the people will spend more time on like the pages that are covering the least. It's actually, you got to do the opposite. You got to spend the most time with the, the pages and stuff that's converting most, which is like your landing page, your homepage. And I kind of always optimize that. People usually make short pages. They got to kind of be longer, got to tell a story. You want to do that. You want to, you don't want to make a living sales editor, but it's got to be premium there. And um, your own channels, like your email list. So, you want to be obviously testing, building your email file, doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of uh, brand development on like what you actually email out, how often you email, what you send to who. So uh, your own channels is that's a no-brainer. You have to just keep getting better, better at that. So email, text, text is an amazing channel too. So text is kind of an emerging channel. Text is super effective. You do text and email combined. Everyone should have a good email and text program. So that's uh, getting opt-ins. What's the right what's the right one-to-all strategy? What's the one right segmented strategy? What's the right one-to-one strategy? So. Um, your own channels, you should always be every three months, like having KPIs, making improvements on that. Now, separately, it's your, the channels that are not owned to channels, which is everything else. So that's your, your website, your email list, your text list, and your stores. A lot of people have stores. That's, that's part of your house too. So those are things you have control over. That's what you own. Everything else is like you, you're paying, you're advertising for, you rent, right? You're, you're advertising if it's someone like you haven't reached before. You're renting if it's like one of your customers you want to reach on like Facebook or Google. So then you're kind of like renting that. Um, so for those things, you figure out what's effective. And generally there's, um, there's not a lot of marketing online that works. So that's the truth. Um, so we know Facebook and internet are very effective. And if you um, have the right product and the right CPA objective, you have the 
you have the right content for a good ad and the right content for ads and you're able to scale a thousand, five, ten thousand dollars a month and spend on Facebook and Instagram, your goal should be not use any other channel. Your goal should be only if you if you can get Facebook Instagram ads to work in the United States, then you should figure out how to get your spend from a thousand, ten thousand, how you how you get your spend from ten thousand to hundred thousand. Spend all your efforts, 100% of your efforts on scaling that. That's what you should do. And that's in creating content, it's creating landing pages, um, scaling that. And then it's uh, doing different targeting, scaling out your Facebook, Instagram ads. So you're going to say AdWords, Google texting ads. Of course, you can do a little bit of that. That's to optimize that. It's not that hard. Anyone should go figure that out a day. That's not a lot of work. Um, Facebook, Instagram ads are, like, they're getting expensive, but they're, they, they are average, they are display advertising that works, purely works on the internet. Like we have, um, like 1,100 pretty serious clients. Our clients, uh, the normal distribution for our clients is like companies doing between 50 million and 250 million in online revenue. We have a lot in the doing one to 50 billion in revenue. And we also have a whole bunch doing like 4 million to like 25 million as well. So we are working like we're brands at scale. Um, 100% of them are using Facebook slash Instagram as, as a channel, uh, mostly for, for to look like prospecting, bring new people in, reach your existing audience. Hundreds of them have that. Zero use YouTube. Zero has YouTube as a as a channel to get in new customers. You just way more time spending. YouTube is one of my favorite places. Actually, I pay for the ten dollars premium because, and I'm in the industry. I, I like to receive the advertising, and I know because advertising is a bad experience. YouTube, not a single one of my clients has YouTube as a top twenty channel. Even though it's way more time spending on YouTube than on, on Facebook, Instagram, good much. Way more. Like, and YouTube is awesome. Recommending algorithm. They're bad. It's a bad advertising experience for users. It's not great for advertisers. Like it's just not not good. So not a single one of my clients. Literally, like I don't. It's I, I could say this because I'm not mentioning any specific clients. A zero out of eleven hundred um, big companies use YouTube as a, as a channel. Channel means it works. Channel means like you can get customers, right? You can scale your business, which is what everyone wants to do. I never met a CEO or entrepreneur that doesn't want to grow their business. I never met a CEO that doesn't want to improve their customer experience too. So definitely on channel side. But look, you, you're gonna you want to spend almost all your efforts if you if you. If you don't have, if you haven't cracked Facebook, Instagram, you got to crack it. Before you start doing like podcast and YouTube chatter and direct mail, you need to crack Facebook, Instagram. That means you need to have the right CPA objective or the right return on spend objective. You need to break out like who your customer cohorts. So you can have one customer, but like your customer are pretty equal. You might have some that are, that are better quality of spending more money and you want to have a different objective for those people. So I don't like lifetime value. Lifetime value is like a, it's like, oh, when do people drop off? Like, no, it's like your customer should stay with you for eternity, and it should grow over time. So you got to look at your customer growth rate, your client growth rate, not your churn, not your lifetime value. It's like, and and there's there's definitely contribution margin dollars that that you can look at, like what are you making off a customer a year, and that's fair to look at. But like you want to look at like how do you continue providing great product and services to your existing customers, how you improve that over time. So that's like having looking at stat like client growth rate, customer growth rate is super important. Now it's like oh this customer drops off here, they stop buying here. So no. You should, all your customers should be forever. Not that not not all your revenues are occurring, not everyone's gonna buy every month or every year. All your customers should be forever. You should, your products should be great, phenomenal. They should have a great experience. They should, most of your customers are gonna come, should come from word of mouth. Like, like when you think about like Amazon's business, like Amazon got 99.99999% of business from word of mouth. It wasn't like Amazon had great advertisements. Like. It wasn't like Google search engine was on a billboard. Oh, you should use Google search engine. It's like most business comes word of mouth. I'm drinking a LaCroix right now. Uh, Lime, we were just talking about it. It's like LaCroix doesn't do advertising. They don't have a good email list, right? They have a great product word of mouth. So make sure your product and services are best. And like don't have like limit your SKUs until you have great 
is product service. That's, a, that's the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make. Your product service is, is not, maybe it's not trash, it's just not good. It's not great, it's not the best. It's like, your product service is gonna be great. Then we do that, like, have a big email file, have a big text file. Like, then, like, you wanna make sure you keep moving, keep moving on market. You keep, like, making your products more and more premium, a little more, like, then regardless of what, I think you make your products more premium, then you can, um, more products for existing customers, and then you can really focus on that client growth rate, and you can, instead of acquiring a customer for $20, you can acquire a customer for $50, $80. Once you start getting to the range of, like, $75 to $100, you acquire a customer for profitably, and they stay with you for forever, then you can start opening up channels like podcasts. Like you can start doing things like you can start doing TV advertisements. You can start doing other things when your product gets really good and you do more products for your customers. That's what opens up more channels. So multi-channel marketing, multi-channel marketing, I'd say like push your own channels first, then get your Instagram, Facebook ads to work and scale that. All your efforts to scale that. A lot of it's gonna be content. You can use agencies too. Some agencies are really good. Um, but that's like that's there's just some agencies are really good if you're spending hundred K a month, like it's like get Instagram, Facebook, that's work, scale that. And then if you want to get to other channels, you got to improve your client growth rate. You got to improve your product, make your product service better, move up, provide more to your existing base. Don't worry about like having new customer bases. Take your best customers, provide more products to that base, and you can have higher CPA objectives. And then you can start opening up things like, like podcasts and, and other, other channels like that. So you can start doing that. And um, I do like things like, like if you're into YouTube, it's like YouTube chat. Like go, go to shows and work directly with them. Like figure out your audience, where your audience is. And go directly to shows, hook you up. Like when I was running marketing Bedovos, I got my demo line at Howard Stern. And I uh, went out, like, I had a low budget there, a $20 million budget a year, which is good, nice. But I go to Howard Stern, see my kid, listen, like, I know, uh, I want to do like, I want to do like radio chatter. I don't want to like, just like, I don't want to record an ad and play your show. I want like, I want Howard to record the ad. And it's normally a 30 second ad. Instead of writing a script, I'm like, hey, let me get all the sizes for people on the team. I sent them, like, I picked out a whole bunch of stuff. I'm like, boom. Well, I might. Not me personally. I could have done it though. Uh, I said a whole bunch of stuff. I'm like, try it out. Because the cool thing about Bonobo's pants is like they're like they're like buffet proof. It's like you can a lot of men's pants when you when you, you stand up, they're loose, you sit down, they're tight, like they, they got a little stretch in it, they're curved waist. So they're comfortable pants, especially if you're a guy like you like have like decent sized thighs or a good pants for that. So um I'm like, I sent it there and I'm like, I just gave him some like bullets. I'm like, here where I think they're cool. Like and I worded it to the Howard certain audience. And Howard went on. And uh, instead of doing 30 seconds, he went like a 53 second thing about bottles, but I don't know how it's pronounced, but they, they just make my ass look good. Like, it just went on this thing. I drove like, the amount of customer growth I drove that was insane. But before that, like, the product had to be good. They had to, like, I knew, I was able to have a CPA check for $125. I wanted slaughtering that. I wanted doing like, like $30. And I got a crazy amount of customer, ran it forever. Um, it was awesome, but like to earn the right to like kind of do something at scale. And before I didn't have a certain scale, I was like, I'm doing stuff with Spotify and Pandora at small scale. Like, okay, cool. I get to see where like with demos work, things work like that. I started working with scripts. So, but you, you gotta earn your product service. You gotta like, you gotta have, you gotta, your product service gotta be good. You gotta have the right CPA objective. Cause if you need to acquire customers 10 bucks, like you're gonna be on like the Google text link ads hotline, like it's not gonna be good for you. So you gotta have like products where people wanna buy over and over again. Like you need to have things are more approachable. Like keep making good stuff for your audience. Like the product quality has to be amazing. People got to tell the people about it. The more people, more people buy product, tell the people about it, then the higher CPA you can target. So. And I really like what Ryan is saying there. Like multi-channel marketing, we think about all these different platforms, and it is good to capitalize on as many as we can. But it makes more sense to focus on the few essentials, like your own platform being vital, like your email list text messaging, those are two of the best ways to communicate with your audience. Then the ads allow for scalability. And then once you have that down, that's how 
and you see all these people who are on all these different platforms seem to have large audiences wherever they go. It's because they really dial down on a few different areas like multi-channel marketing. It's just marketing at the end of the day. Another thing Brian pointed out, whether it's word of mouth, offline marketing, social media marketing, content marketing, marketing is still marketing. And we just got to get our product in front of customers. If the product is not good, it is not going to like your marketing does not matter if the product is not. Good. And here's a lot of people. A lot of people forget that like multi-channel is also when you have stores. A lot of people listening to this probably do have stores or a store. It's you want to measure like how many people come to your store, what percentage of them are your customers, not if you can do that, track them some way. Um, you don't need technology to do it, you know. And then um, what percentage of people come to your store are giving you their email address? Or signing up for stuff. Now, like at the register, like, oh, do you want a receipt? Like, no. Like, someone in your store, like, they're looking at stuff. It's like, hey, um, if say they buy something, it's like, hey, cool. Like, hey, uh, you give them the benefit of joining your email. It's like, hey, hey, cool. Like, want to join your email? I'm gonna give you, uh, I'm gonna give you a credit for next time. Hey, sign up for your email. So I'll send you, send you credit for next time you come in, uh, which is a cool way of getting them to come in again. It's like, oh, here, cool. We have some exclusive items on our email. So I got some recommendation I'll give to you, and I'll give you credit. Like, um, you can do something like that. And, and then people who are looking at stuff in your store, there's like 80% of people go to your store and not buying stuff. It's like, oh, hey, hey, do you want me to email you all these things uh, that you looked at and maybe some other recommendations? A lot of people say that. It's like valuable. It's like a lot of times I look at something and I don't want to buy it right away. It's like I'm, I'm discovering. I'm walking to a store. It's not, not a mall. I'm walking to a store, like the West Village. So you should look at what percentage of people do you get their email address and like make it valuable. So it's um, yeah, it's like make it valuable to people. So you want to kind of up that percentage. Of, and then you have different issues to up that percentage. Of different different things you can do to get people to sign up for email or do, or do that. Like you can even get people to sign up for their own for email texting store. So uh, yeah, it's a, uh, and sometimes maybe it's like, oh cool, like you have this thing in the store, you create a little, little kind of like sandwich board kind of deal where you have signs place like, oh sign up, sign up for email and go get something for free. Like you go, like you have some, maybe some exclusive money make this on the shelves. And when someone signs for email text, bam, and say sign up for email, show, show it to an associate and boom we'll hook you up to something awesome and like, like a mystery thing. And you have something badass, like from your brand, you get them more for free. That's cool. Like just for signing up. So if you, if you start like measuring multi-channel, it's like, okay, well, I want people on email who come to my store. Then like, then you measure it and you create KPIs when, Hey, I want to prove by this. Then you come up with initiatives of how you prove those things. But like, you gotta, you gotta measure it. You gotta, gotta focus on things like that. And the KPIs, I mean, there are a lot of KPIs you could focus on. The big one though, getting those email subscribers, like social media followers, views. It's good to get those things, but if you can't translate that into dollars and email subscribers, what's the point of getting those numbers? So you want to focus on what's important. And I think when we focus too much on platforms, like just being on all of them, we can lose sight of that. Like TikTok, I feel like a lot of people jumped on that. Some people have done very well on TikTok. It's just not a platform I've jumped on because each time you jump on one of these platforms, you got to divert more of your time towards that platform and sacrifice from your other platforms. So what are your thoughts, Ryan, on embracing something new like a TikTok? And do we just ignore it until we get everything else good or do we go for the moonshot and be active on TikTok and hope we go viral or something like that, whether it be TikTok or some other new platform? So I'd say 99% of my clients do less than 1% of the business from any form of social media. My clients are, my clients are hundred million plus in scale. 
So social media is a very small part of real businesses. Now, there, there's some companies that say they're doing one or two billion for social media makes up all the businesses where they're really good, right? Uh, I have clients like that too, where like influencers, they're like, they built the stuff on that. And there's a re the really cool influencer strategies, definitely. Um, the best, like the best influencer strategies, I'll, I'll answer your question in a moment, are like, you have, you get really good at supply chain where like you can do customized version of products. You work with an influencer to like build a, build like a custom version of whatever it is. Could be like, I'm wearing bracelets. Could be like, okay, cool. I'm selling bracelets. Okay. I'm making custom bracelets. I get them set up in a week or a month very cheaply. Bam. You work with some custom designs. The influencer does it. The influencer, you give them 10 to 20% of sales, usually like 20% sales is if it's a big one. Like, it's like, it, you don't do links and codes, like that shit doesn't work. Um, you want to like create clear collaboration where you promote the influencer on your, your email list, your social following, and the influencer just promotes you a whole bunch of places wherever they have stuff. And then there are part of collaborations like, oh, I did a collab. It feels good for them to do a collaboration with this brand, bam, and they just get a percentage of the proceeds. That's what we do. All right, that's if you have some scale. You got to make sure you customize it, do that. That's the way to work with social media influencers. Now, um, the, uh, the answer to your question, like TikTok new platforms, are you selling, are you selling, pro are you selling information or are you selling actual products or product, real products and services? So my advice for people selling product services, if you're selling information, then like, I, I, I'm not, I don't have advice for you. Like, I, like, this is like, like, <laughs> you sell, <laughs> Tangible stuff. So you sell services or products, right? So I'm, I'm talking about this. If you sell products or services, it's um like I would focus on uh, I would focus on like your, your website, your own channels, like email text, and and scaling like Facebook, Instagram, advertising. I, I focus on doing that stuff, and and focusing on products or services. Like focus on spending most of your time improving your current products, improving your services, and making more products services. Like getting velocity, getting operating velocity on your products and services. That's like that's gonna be your biggest thing there. So. I, I would, I would go, I would, I would go do that. Now, um, if like it's helpful, like, start, like I'd, if you can do anything, I'd, I'd probably do a YouTube channel, honestly, because that like, that people see you, you could talk like your products of value, you could do links in YouTube. I'll skip everything else. I definitely want to like all social other stuff. I'd probably skip like possibly Instagram, but not really. It's like, that's like, like if you're gonna work with influencers, definitely do Instagram. If you have a good influence strategy, and like, and at the low level, you'd be like just giving influencers codes for free stuff to post. Okay, you can do that. Then, so you, then you definitely want to have an Instagram, but like, it's the effort they put it into the advertisement, like put into producing the content for ads. Produce it, put your efforts into making your product pages better, your product page or landing page much better, and making your email probably much better. Like that's where your effort should be. Like it shouldn't be any effort there. Like, um, um, you don't have any YouTube channels. Like, okay, like wait till you have some scale. Like, yeah, you got to kind of earn that. Like, so I'm telling you, any very few brands that are doing like $50 million have socials, any meaningful part, meaningful part being more than 1% of their business comes from it. So, um, so I would uh, I'd focus on the stuff that, that works. And I, I really like that approach because with the scalability of ads, I mean, if you just have that down, it's easier to expand into additional platforms, but more importantly, you know it's going to grow your business where it's just a matter of tweaking numbers, improving the product, improving the landing page, sales page. Then you make, exactly, you make new products then, then you build, build ad campaigns and stuff around those products. You build a landing page, make new product services that you can sell your base, but then that's a new landing point. That's a new entry point. So it's like, really, it's, a, it's still a Facebook Instagram game until you get to a certain level. Like, until you can get like high CPAs, it's a Facebook Instagram game. Then, then you start like 
go into like YouTube chat or podcasts, you start going like things like that, start going to connect to TV. But so Facebook gets ringing and that's, that's honestly the game. So right now. Yeah, I mean, like TikTok also, especially if you're just getting started, it's like a shot in the dark. And there are a bunch of people who they go viral, but like, oh, well, what does that even give you other than bragging rights? But Facebook and Instagram ads, you get those down and you're able to replicate that. Not a single one of my clients has a TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, or Pinterest, or Twitter as a top 10 channel. Uh, it's 1,100 high scale clients. Zero out of 1,100 have any of those as a top 10 channel. So don't mess with that. Okay. Like, no. If you want to do influencer stuff, cool. Then you that's a then you're you're having cheaper products generally that you customize, you give away stuff for. Okay. And you're coming out and do things all the time. Great. And if it's like especially if the audience is like between 18 and 25, cheaper products that you customize, great, get your supply chain down, you could build your social stuff working influencers. If not, that's like 99 percent of your not that, don't do that. I mean, I would like <laughs> Tesla doesn't have <laughs> any social media things, like nothing. Like, there's do advertising, they're not that. So like, I actually think they should do advertising, it should be for recruiting employees for their team, there's a bit on that, but yeah, it's, um, it's like, focus on your own channels, focus on Instagram, Facebook, do that, and the content for that stuff. Your, your website, your email program, your text, so. And I mean, I know with Facebook, Instagram, we just keep on repeating that again and again, but it's one of those things where sometimes the best thing to do is stick with the foundation, stick with the basics, Rather than overextend yourself. Maximize works. Maximize works. You know email works. You know text works. You know that works. Go scale what works. Don't look for anything scale works right now. And uh, part of marketing is being able to, uh, you assess what you currently have now with Facebook and Instagram being very dominant uh, for a lot of businesses that are scaling. Uh, but part of it also is trying to detect some of the future trends and uh, be able to see where people are going before they reach that destination. So I'm wondering if you just have an idea of just some of the trends that we should pay attention to that uh, could be significant for businesses in the upcoming years. Yeah, definitely. So um, in the United States, messaging is super fragmented. You have, you have all the Apple users, iMessage, which iMessage really has improved in a long time. In Europe, WhatsApp is dominant. WhatsApp is a superior product to iMessage too. And just US, a lot of people use it, but it's not dominant. And we're like, kind of wondering where the forefront stuff too. Um, so, and in China, there's WeChat, which is, everyone uses that. In China, like, you can follow brands on WeChat. You get organic content, and you can get some one-to-one content. WeChat's, WeChat is superior to anything we have in the US. There's nothing like WeChat in the US, and there's nothing like that coming. So, like, it, like that, 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 uh, like do your WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, it's spread out. And iMessage, like, and Slack sold to Salesforce, like, so Slack's not going personal. It's all spread out. There isn't, like, this application that's coming out that's going to be, like, the place where, like, everyone kind of is or everyone messages each other. Like, it's, um, so, like, yeah, the answer is there's not, like, a WeChat thing coming in the next three years. I do think, uh, I do expect, um, remember, like, if you want to, like, follow brands, and discover, we want to follow and discover brands. Like the, the best thing you have is like email. And you're signing for brands emails, you buy some of a brand, and then you have your promotion tab in Google and, and Gmail. And you, you look at it, and that's like the best thing. And that's not optimal. Like, and my, my, like an email is great, like it's a, but it's, it's not the way to follow brands. And you also don't discover new brands in your inbox, right? There's some ads, but like that's not the best way. A lot of, like, a lot of ad discovery of new brands is like online is Instagram ads and Facebook ads. And actually, pretty good. Like, 
they're, they're, they're really good ads, actually. Uh, you like them, but there, there needs to be something better than that. I would expect a, an application, not like a WeChat, not for chatting, but an application just for like you to follow brands, uh, the brands that you like already and new brands and making that one-to-one. -one. I expect that to come out in four or five years and that get very popular. And it's not social media, it's really for shopping discovery. It's like all, the, all your brands that you like and you have like all the things you follow for every brand in one thing. And it's not like communication, not about social stuff, it's just that. Like I expect to see that and that will, that would be the biggest thing for, for like if you have products and services, like you want to be on there. So um, that will that will happen. I don't know what it's be called, but uh, I know it's I know it's coming. So that's more like three to five years down the line. And stores, like I see, like humans going to be empowered technology. Like I wonder again, like um, like we we did a lot of really cool stuff. Are we going to bring our technology to the streets, to the stores uh, at some point in the next few years? Uh, I, I imagine like a world um, when you. There's the movie Minority Report, so we call it like Majority Report here. We walk in the store and you, you pick something up, whether it's like job, this job or speaker I'm having here, or I'm just, uh, I'm just cool, cool off here. You pick up some of the store and you get more information about it. It's like, oh, you get the reviews, you get more images, you get information from the designer, you get information why the store carries it, why, it's, why this is on the shelf of the store. You get more information about it. You get the inventory levels. Like, you pick up some of the store, you get information about it. Then you get to like, kind of like, comment on it, like, you get to save like, everything you look at in a store. Anything you look at online, you should go to it's like say I was a we're having a conversation there about like Home Depot um, or, or a Target store. Those are awesome stores, but like to discover some of those stores, you gotta literally walk aisles. It's like there's a lot of stuff in there. Like I should walk to Target store and they should like, you know, like on their website, I should go to the website, I just need an app. It's like should be, like, should be like, here's the things I should check, like here's the things I purchased in the past, where they are, here's some new things that are interesting to me, here's some things I should check out, recommendations, like should be like a grocery store and like but based on the stuff I browsed online or purchased before, or even browsing in a previous session, if I, if I look at something in a Target store Home Depot store before, I should know that. They should tell me what they're looking for. And um, there's also a lot more inventory in the back than in the front. They should tell me what's available. Like I should. There's an awkward process of like store associates right now. It's like they come up to you when you don't want them to, and like when you need them, it's like ah, uh, it's like so it should be like boom. I'm mean, like hey, like like there should be a time where like <laughs> I can go get someone come over me and see someone. Or they, they know like, well, I'm interested in these things and they could give some recommendations. So we should, uh, I see like humans being empowered. I see a lot more humans working in stores in the last over time, especially when they're powered technology. When, when, when you get recognized and like, like the stuff you look at in stores, like it becomes a better shopping experience, that, that gives more reasons for humans to exist. And you just gotta enable humans with technology. So like, then they can, they can like guide you through stuff, hook you up with stuff. So it's a, uh, just gotta build technology that's better for you, your stuff, and, for humans to be powered in stores. So yeah, I see, uh, I see generally like, um, I'm not worried about talking about concepts like universal basic income or automation placing things. That is so bogus. Yeah, we have some scale. I know any company with, with 500 people, they'll hire, hire almost infinite high scale people. There's such a shortage of high scale people, like any like high scale people. And high scale is like, of course it's like, obvious ones like, like engineering different ways. Yeah. Uh, but this is not interesting. This is like sales. Business development is a high skill. So it's client success, like understanding strategy and hospitality in one, like that's a high skill. Uh, talent operations, like how to, how to hire and onboard people, skills, people operations. There's all these roles. Like they don't really teach in high school and colleges. There's like, it's, it's, and it's some people can learn to stuff in three to six months and then get good at it over the course of years. Like, Anyone with skills or high skills, there's like infinite jobs for you if you're a skill, high skill. Companies will hire once infinite people with high skills. So it's, um, and like, so uh, if that's, 
even in stores, in retail stores, you're like, oh, you can like, like you can check out yourself. Have you ever been to an Amazon Go store? It is, I, love, I like the checkout experience of 7-Eleven. I like to go to 7-Eleven, I like to register, I like see what is there. Like, I never complained about the checkout experience of 7-Eleven. It takes 30 seconds. It's, that was an issue. And a real store is like, I like, if I'm buying clothes, I want them to box it up. I want the box. I want a human to package it. If I'm paying 50 bucks or something or more, paying 200 bucks or something, I want the nice package. I want a human package it. I want to interact with them. We're humans. We have energy. Like, no one said, like, hey, let's eliminate the checkout experience. Like, like no, I'm online, of course. Like, that's easy. You don't have to go to a register. We really saw for that. Like, Sephora stores don't go to registers. Like, and, and most stores, like, there's not a big line register. So, so like, yeah, you want to eliminate the line concept, of course. Definitely want to do that. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's really, like, it's already, like, tech has already done that. But, like, we don't want to eliminate humans. Like, interacting humans is good, like, generally. And especially with that technology, and, like, it's helpful. It's nice for you, then it's, it's better. So it's got to power, get better technology and power human technology, even in stores. There'll be way more people there because it'll be more valuable. And like one reason why I go to Costco, you go on the, the ends, you get samples and you get hooked up at school. Like stores, you don't need to hook you up more. And if they know who you are when you come in and you say, hey, like, like please hook me up. Like you come in, yeah, you might get hooked up with some exclusive things, some premiums. Like, cool, that's a reason to come in. And there's a reason to go see associate. Like, I guess before you get like free samples at the end, you should get it in the beginning. So like, like, yeah, it's like stores, I think stores are part of the future too, in person, like in person's big part of the future. So, and anyone has a e-commerce shop, like you'll probably have stores at some point when, especially when technology gets better and you can really do that, you can use your kind of email stuff to drive people to stores and things you browse online are available in your store and you have exclusive things in stores. Um, it's, um, yeah, it'd be nice. So, and then the stores, when you, when people stores, you get their email and everything you browse available online, it's like, yeah, you can really do some nice things here. So, and I mean, as the world continues to evolve, we do have to keep an eye on those core elements like interaction, like having your own platform, like an email list. And if you keep an eye on those things, it's easier for you to capitalize on emerging trends as they come about. Ryan helps so many clients who want to figure all this stuff out, whether it be Facebook and Instagram advertising building out their own platform and everything in between when it comes to the different ways to grow your customer base. Ryan, I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the places we can follow your work and journey and stay in the loop with everything you're doing. Uh, me? <laughs> yeah, so I, first of all, I, 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 I don't never talk about what Wonderkin does, but we, we, we connect, we connect some, we have some best brands in the world. Uh, some of our clients are, are two clients, brands, people. Cool, we connect them, bam. Everything we build, we build for people. We build like, so we almost all like one-to-one email technology, like all, even like browse emails. Like we, we came out with that stuff because it's like, hey, we know our website, it'd be nice. Like 97% of the time on our website, don't buy stuff. So that's like the average. It's like, it'd be cool if I just had an email all things I looked at. I don't want to create an account, make a wish list. Like, just like send me the stuff I looked at. That's what I want. And then like, if um, the price changes, like let me know. So like, we just came up with a whole bunch of stuff that people would want to receive and it's valuable. So we built technology around that. So um, we, we basically, customers, or first the customers are like kind of people, consumers, and then brands. So we know to represent brands really well, and, and we connect people. But the reason like I do like shows like this is like we're trying to squat up. So we, uh, we're in the World Trade Center now for 74, 75 New York City. We have amazing office in Indianapolis. We have an emerging one in Austin. We have people in London. And we hire, if you live in the United States, like we hire anyone remote as well. So, um, so we're looking like the first thing you want to keep on me is go to, Go to wonderkin.co, 
go to wonderkin.co and go check out the openings we have. That's what we want. Like if like you're, you're talented, like you got some drive, uh, you got to be a character. You don't have to be a character, but characters welcome here. Like we got some personality. We, we have a fun time. We don't take ourselves too seriously. But like, yeah, we like to be a part of something where, so spawn up is like the reason I do this. I get like, we're doing some important things. We're going to be doing this a long time. Like we enjoy what we're doing. Like ecosystem scale stuff. That's what we do wonderkin. So, so first of all, check, check us out spot up. You want to follow us? Like, like surprisingly LinkedIn's pretty good. So uh, like uh, for business stuff, like yeah, just check out LinkedIn. Just, uh, just come there, like, check out our blog. Like we have on houses all the time. Um, we're anything we do like related to this, like podcast stuff, we're gonna pop on here. Um, just uh, yeah, just check us out there. Check us out, check out LinkedIn. Uh, but Joe, like go like if you're talented, if you live in the US or you live in England, like go check us out. Like we, uh, this is a place where your dish is full. You get challenged. Like we, we put you to work here. So. Like, if you want to, like, really be part of building something, like, this is a good place for that. Well, Breakthrough Success listeners, if you want to learn more about Ryan, definitely check out wonderkind.com. Connect with him on LinkedIn as well. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Mark.